Last time on Wondering Monster, The Price of Ash. The crew took their new sloop, the Raven's Wrath, on its maiden journey. After seeing the mysterious zombie ship leaving the boneyards, the crew headed towards Ortuga to enlist the help of the pirate lords to combat the undead menace and gathering strength of the new Viceroy of Spain. Upon approaching the island, the Spanish forces were already at masses in blockade headed by the Inquisition. The pirate lords had been captured, and their forces marshaled onto waiting galleons. The crew hoped to rescue potential allies and attempted to sneak onto the island, only to be intercepted by a pair of Inquisition troops of the down escaped pirates. They killed the guards, rescued the pirates, and escaped as reinforcements closed in. What will our intemperate crew do now? How will they face the might of the Inquisition? the horrid undead? Find out now on Wondering Monster Roll Initiative! Fleeing from the island, you're able to get to the dinghy and take it back to the sloop to safety, where Fastness has been at the helm, ready to evacuate you from the pursuing Spaniards. As you flee from Tortuga, you're able to pull back and get a full picture of the destruction. The barricade and blockade of ships has devastated the entire western coast of the island, destroying most of the buildings and pulling out the majority of the pirate populace. You're able to see from a very distance using your spyglass that there are dinghies and small ferrying ships taking the rest of the captive pirates from the island to the large galleons of men of wars that are bearing the the colors of a new rice royalty of Spain and the Inquisition. The flotilla begins to disperse, a large amount of them heading westward towards Havana, while some of the ships bearing the Inquisition's colors are beginning to break south, presumably towards their headquarters in the dark Yucatan. From here, you get this sense of trepidation. You've heard a little bit from, or some of you have heard bits and pieces from the two pirates that you have rescued from the island, uh, Toby and Greg, about the terrible plans that the new Viceroy of Spain has for the entire Caribbean and the dark purpose of capturing all of those salt, all those pirates. That ultimately they're going to be experiencing the same fate as Fluff Bucket's companions on the ship that he escaped from before meeting all of you. That the Inquisition has been doing terrible things to their captives. Some artifact that they have has been reducing them wholesale into just buckets of ash themselves. It is still a bit unclear what their entire motives are, but given the fact that the largest and strongest force of resistance across the Caribbean has been subdued, that bill bids ill omen for the entire free populace of the Caribbean, as well as the looming apocalypse that is beginning to feel more palpable. This, the waters themselves carry ill omens, the sky itself is getting more foul, and you feel as if things are kind of at a knife's edge, although it is still kind of unclear exactly how all of this will unfold. 
as all of you come back together on the sloop, given that you have additional figures with you, what is your first kind of course of action or what are your initial plans as you're seeing this unfold? There's definitely something in the works, but what can you as mere cultists of Basatan do to prevent the end of days coming? Well, first and foremost, I'm putting Toby and Greg to work on the ship, getting it set up and ready to depart because they are not in my good graces as it sits right now. And then you're still angry about the dagger yeah. thing. I, the dagger thing that technically in game happened about anywhere 10 to 20 minutes ago. Yes. Still a little, little salty about that. It was a joke. We don't throw daggers at people for jokes. I mean, to be fair, it was hilarious. <laughs> Greg, Toby, swab the deck. I'm going to go stare over the end and stare broodingly and mysterious. Right, you know, you heard you heard him, Greg and Toby. You heard the guy, pecking order. Whatever his name is, he's been here slightly longer than you. Just remember, if you unionize, uh, you will be kicked off the ship. What's a unionize? Good to good answer. Don't question me again. Back to back to it. Toby and Greg get to swabbing the deck periodically, stabbing the deck, but mostly swabbing the deck. From the northwest from here, you're pretty sure that you see a ship that seems to be on an intercept course with yours. It's very distant from where you are currently, but it seems to be slightly luminous, as if slightly illuminated by intermittent greens and blues. Speaking of which, do you have a direction you're heading, or are you still figuring out what to do after this unexpected setback? Stares at fastness. Very well, then. Fastness pulls up one of his chins. Who draws the crab? Mm. Friend, we need your advice. Specifically, that of mighty. I don't know why I'm pointing to the sky, friend. <laughs> I point back to the sea. Mighty vast. The crab nods as you redirect your pointings. You see, friend, the question be. Can we do fuck all about this? Is that the actual question you're posing to the crab, your oracle of Bassaton? Um, the crab god you know who waits below. I actually have a better question, um, but I want to make sure, uh, because I was not here last week, the, the question we have right now is, do we pursue the Spanish and try to stop them from killing off all the pirates? Is that our question? Is that what we're thinking about doing? No. I, I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, it, logistically, Depashki sounds like a horrible idea. However, burnout 
thinks that's exactly what we should do. And we can't let them just get away. We don't run away from a fight. We don't leave a man behind, except for those others. All the people we've left behind. Don't mm -hmm. worry about them now. <laughs> they will. I never had faith in them. Um, okay, my actual question is, does Bossaton want us to pursue the Spanish? Mm -hmm. All right, make your roll. That's right. You make me roll things in this game. That is... Is this a DR8 spirit? Well, I rolled a 12, so... Okay. And I have a positive spirit score, so... And what is your precise wording? Because we've run into this with oracles. Hmm. I think it, I think it is. Is it Bossaton's will that we... Um, I mean, okay. Is it Basatan's will that we wield this dagger? The crab, unlike the other times where the crab has pinched and or goosed you in response to some of your questions, slaps its claws together in something that seems a little bit like applause. In fact, when you look at the eye stalks, these beady little eye stalks of this crab, it seems to look not at you, but over your shoulder to the ship that seems to be um, just at the edge of the horizon on the assumed interception course. Guys, I feel like that's a good answer. I feel, I feel like, wait, the the ship on the horizon on uh, on collision course. Do you mean it's coming at us? It's coming quite fast from the north-northwest. And again, it seems to be slightly luminous against the brooding, almost hurricane-like storm in the far distance. You're quite familiar with that luminous glow. You've seen it multiple times in your adventure. In the first time being hmm. at Long Watch. Yeah, we got a saying where I'm from, and it's don't trust shit that glows. Well, I have a saying from where I am, and it's when Basaton tells us to take on a ghost ship, we take on a ghost ship. I'm ready for a fight. Uh, in in character, I I hold, and this is like a fiddler crab. Like this is a tiny fiddler crab that lives in my crevasses. I hold this crab up. Basaton has Basaton has spoken, friends. We, some of us, you, may die. But Basatan's will is that we take it down, take their loot, and obtain this powerful relic for our own use in Basatan's name. Oh. If you're not cracking your uh, I haven't uh, committed my life to Basatan, but... Nameless, nameless pirate? <laughs> Yeah, uh, there we go, all aboard. Uh, Grant looks over at you, fluff bucket, and like pantomimes. Do you want me to stand in? Not yet, but hold that thought. <laughs> Greg, I have a plan. Bothadon has blessed me with many things, including fantastic hearing. What's that? Don't you worry, friend. Don't you worry. I have, I have, I have a plan. Um, 
I don't trust that, but what is your plan? What we do is, that ship over there is clearly coming at us, right? So what we do, we get on the dinghy, we skirt off a little bit out of sight and try not to be noticed, let it come up on the ship, put those two number skulls in charge for just a bit, then we come up and board the other ship while they're boarding our ship, we take their ship. I've heard worse plans. Not many, but I have. All agreed? Very well. Dingus and Bingus. <laughs> One of them is Greg. Greg and Dingus. <laughs> uh, Greg looks over at Toby and goes, I think you're Dingus. <laughs> Incorrect! Your thing is he's Greg. I'm definitely gonna stab him when he's not looking. I'm gonna definitely swap your decks when you're looking. I have taken a vow of chastity in Vasantan's name. You keep your lewd, disgusting behaviors to yourself, sir. Stabbing him tonight. Um, yeah, that sounds great. Wait, were we all supposed to take vows of chastity? No, no, I didn't really. I just don't want to have sex with him. Oh. I believe you were supposed to take vows of uh, crustacean, and I think most of you have done that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as you are coming up with this plan, you see that that ship is definitely decidedly moving towards you. Using Fluff Bucket's spyglass, you can see that even though that there are winds that are crossing between the north-northwest along us with the um, swelling storm that's been coming from the east, this ship seems to be just effortlessly just parting the waves, as if the water itself is just sighing and allowing the ship to sail completely through. The sails seem to catch both winds simultaneously, defying physics and moving at you at a very perturnatural rate. All along, all along, still giving that strange luminous glow, just like those shoals late at night off of the far coast of the Fingerbone Islands. You can recognize at a distance that it becomes with just an eye view of it that it is the undead ship that you have seen both on Long Watch, pursuing a distance towards Red Water, and also off of uh, the Boneyard. It is menacing, and it is a terribly intimidating ship, especially when it's coming at you at breakneck speed. You're pretty sure that you have a good 15 minutes before this is going to close the gap between it on the uh, on its in, uh, trajectory. Any preparations that you want to do, I hear a plan that you have put forward, burnout, other things that you want to put into place. I'm going to um, house my Basadon crab emissary inside the uh, Flynn's skull of uh, Glowbones. 
The crab looks extremely excited not to be put between your flaps and jowls and instead into the skull. And you can hear him rattling his claws in the inside as if he's very happy to grow big and large to take over this entire skull and terrify the coasts of all of the Caribbean islands. Excellent. Excellent. Now, this thing's coming in like crazy hot, like breakneck speed. Uh, like it, yeah. What's to say this thing doesn't just go through us instead of just stopping to board us? Well, they've been boarding other things. I'm guessing. <clears throat> I'm guessing that the same force that allows it to move at preternatural speeds allows it to stop at said speeds. We've, <clears throat> from all appearances, their interest is in turning the living into the dead, or undead as the case may be. Ergo, they'll probably murder us all instead of just setting us down to the deep. No worries, my friend. I look over at Greg and Toby's like, wait for me. Does this go south? No, yeah, we're we're still good. I mean, I'll forgive the dagger thing. He won't forgive the dagger thing. Greg looks over and he's like, can I have a dagger too? No, I want a dagger. <laughs> no. You'll get a dagger when we're off the ship on the dinghy going to go around the other ship. Then you can have the dagger out of the chest, but the chest will not open until we're off the boat. It's a magic chest. When do we chest. get a magic chest? Don't do you, you, They don't know it's not a magic <laughs> chest. Other actions or preparation that you would like to do as you're seeing the ship close in. Are you taking the dinghy and hanging it off the side so you can do your boarding ambush? I think that's plan, yeah. Yep. Okay. Anything from you, Spike? I'm just I, I'm just curious to see if this boat does stop, goes through us, or crashes into us at this point. And your hypothesis? Um I'm, I've I've got a feeling after dealing with a lot of undead is that it's gonna crash into us. Huh. Well, that'll be bad for Greg and Dingus for sure. Mm-hmm. Our problem. Is anyone staying on the sloop itself beyond Greg um, and Toby? No, Steamboat no. Willie's back on my shoulder. Yeah. Okay. Hornswoggle will also join you on the the dinghy unless you want him to stay on the sloop. Now let's take him with us. We don't yeah. leave him in behind. <laughs> Except, Except those two men. Greg. Greg. Yeah. What if he feels like I should stay on the sloop? But you have a, a round or two before you lose that advantage where they can come in more visual range and see your plan unfold. Do you want to stand as an acting captain on the sloop or do you want to be in the dinghy? So I'm Make not very good at combat. I'm and I'm giant. 
uh, I'm thinking maybe if I stay on the sloop, visibly like shouting orders and being obnoxious, it will distract them, giving you a better chance at ambush. Maybe. Okay. Kind of said as a decoy. That's that, that my thought. Also, we could all hide behind him and make it look like we have just one dude when we actually have all of us. <laughs> That's true. Just all single file right behind him. Mm -hmm. I do like that. Uh, what do you guys want? I'll, I'll do either. Uh, I kind of like the idea of you staying on the boat. Your aforementioned lack of... Yeah, staying on the sloop. Uh, your lack of, of combat skills. Uh, you could mute the boat when they get on there. I know you have that spell. I don't know what else you have that could be useful. Um, there, The other oh. boat's going to come right up on us, so you'll just be able to, like... Um, Hey, is is my mute spell centered on uh, a place, an object, a person? Ian? It, it is for the next 2d6 times 10 minutes, everything within 25 feet of you, the caster, maketh okay. no sound. I was going to see if I could essentially enchant a like, ring of silence for them for their ambush, but probably not. <laughs> um well that'd be a wicked curse uh like treasure coins that just mute everything around them okay mm -hmm. uh no i will stay on the sloop fully visible um fully visible for our zombie friends to uh take aim at thinking that i am an easy target all right, so you're at the helm, you're barking orders. The rest of you are descending into the dinghy and hiding off the um, server side of the ship as the other ship is approaching. Oddly enough, when it starts to get uncomfortably co close within cannon range, and you can see, even with the visual range, that there are these marrow cannons off of the side of the ship, which are those semi-sentient construct cannons that they themselves have a weird preternatural life of their own um, initially are trained on your sloop but then they rotate up with a groan towards the sky and off of the ma main mast they fly what you would assume is a white flag. It is a large swath of Caucasian skin that flaps in the Bomber. breeze. Damn. They begin to somehow arrest their trajectory, their speed, as they begin to come up alongside. Fucking it. <laughs> The rest of you that are in the dinghy can't really see any of this happen because you're in the shadow of your own sloop. But for you, Fastness, you can get this sense of dread and awe as you see the ship. You've seen the ship from a distance and kind of been captivated by its strange luminous glow, but never really gotten the specific details of what makes this ship so strange. Unlike some of the other tall tales you've heard of spectral ships, of skeletal ships, this is an odd mishmash of 
presumably human hide, a human parts and ship. You're not sure exactly where flesh and ship begin and end, but it and all of its inhabitants are decidedly undead of being a zombie-like variant. On the helm itself, in the position where, very similar to yours, is a very regal figure adorned in a naval officer's uniform with tricorn cap holding saber and a scepter raised high in your direction the rest of the crew itself are also zombies but seeming to be of much lower intelligence where this figure its eyes are glowing with a baleful green light You've heard tales of these figures. They themselves not zombies like their crew, but something more. Necromancers. They themselves still retain their mind and are swollen with um, dark powers. Do, uh, so two things real quick. Uh, first, uh, yeah. um, Toby Greg. The chest with weapons, it's down to the right. I would arm yourselves on the quick, my friends. Finally get my dagger. Are you gonna tell us what it is? Daggers, the guns, rapier, is that, swords. Is that the magic chest or the regular chest? Both will work, don't worry. Anyway, for the magic chest. And then um and then um, oh, a question for you before I, I make my next move. Uh, does Bossatons, uh, uh, holy books have any thoughts on the undead? Like, are, does Bossaton have any feeling at all about the undead? Bossaton sees things in one of two different major groups food and not food. Basically, yes, that, that's various suit, and um, you see the fiddler crab inside the glowing skull of glow buns clicking very contentedly as you're connecting it, that everything is either belonging to Bassetan or not yet belonging to Bassetan. So the undead themselves can be a tool if they behave, otherwise they can feed the deep gotcha. crabs. Okay. The most loathsome crabs. <clears throat> so, uh, Fastness raises his voice um, using his great oratory skills and um, shouts over the sound of waves and ghastliness. Hold! I know you plan to add me to your crew. <laughs> but no... That my soul belongs to Basatan, and yours belongs to him as well. You just don't fucking know it yet. Roll me a presence check as you are taking in this terrible sight that is not meant for mortal eyes. Uh, that would be a 14, sir. You feel a thrill of fear run through, singing through all of your neurons across your entire system. And yet your resolve is completely resolute and you're able to shout defiance to this admiral, to this necromancer who's consorted with dark fell powers that are not from your own god. And 
you issue your challenge. The necromancer does nothing at first but nod, lowering his saber and putting it in his scabbard. You see two large brutes, swollen, grotesque zombies, pulling out a large plank as if to board your ship. The rest of you aren't able to see this play out. You hear the swelling of waters. You hear the gurgling of the ocean and the sound of mewling undead the sounds of planks and flesh slapping together as the ship comes to a stop, and then you hear Fasten's challenge being yelled. At what point did you decide that you were going to let your dinghy um, pass? How are you doing your side of the plan? Uh, I imagine we're being as quiet as possible. Um weapons at the ready and uh looking for like some kind of fleshy bits that we can grab onto um hopefully a series of let's just say easily grabbable things that we can use as a makeshift ladder that aren't too squishy like barnacles like barnacles but what point do you let your day go around mm. So as are you waiting for a sign? All right. So as they're coming up from like, let's say this is our boat and they're coming up here. I, I would like to think that we're going around that way. If that made sense. Okay. I was waiting, thinking more about a cue of when to enact your plan rather. But you're so you're doing this on a visual cue, not an auditory cue, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. So by the time Fastness is yelling at them, okay. I would imagine that's the distraction that we're using to get around the other side of the boat. Yeah. Okay, great. So Fastness is challenging the captain of the other vessel, and you are maneuvering your dinghy, uh, rowing the oars, and putting yourselves into position. As you're beginning to move your dinghy, uh, you see this massive plank slap down from the side of this undead ship onto your sloop. Your whole sloop rocks with the force of this dinghy, and you can see that there is a line, like almost, in, to you, they almost look like an honor guard, if honor could be bestowed to zombies and those who are actively rotting. But they are poised to board first, followed by the admiral. Given that this is kind of happening in sequence, I'm going to turn it back to you, Fastness. You see that they are about to board your ship. Again, they are flying the semblance of what would be a white flag. So it's kind of an How odd situation the, here. The Do you let them... boarding, the, the honor guard, right? Are they are they boarding with weapons brandished? And, or are they kind of just marching and, and marching over? They are all very rigid, almost marionette-esque, marionette-esque in fashion. They are all armed, but their hands are decidedly away from the hilts and baskets of their weapons. Most of them are wielding melee weapons. A couple do have pistols on their hip as well, but their attention is just all of them are focused solely on you, 
Toby and Greg, who may also be actively urinating on his very immaculately cleaned deck. Would it be acceptable to you for me to have, during the last game or when we took the sloop, attained an officer's saber? I would not object that since you had acquired a lot of loot and there were things already on the sloop from your time at the boneyard. Um, I, I, um, let's just say I had my saber out when I was yelling at him, as that makes sense. Um, that makes it very defiant. I'm going to take the saber, salute the admiral, and sheath it and cross my hands behind my back waiting for them to come as though a uh another officer is coming aboard and we are going to parlay is the the look i am trying to uh push forward the admiral's baleful glare puffs for a second although the rest of his visage is quite stoic and he mirrors your actions sheathing his weapon and yet still keeping his hand on his saber or his scepter, raising it or lowering it down to the deck of the ship. Those undead color uh, honor guard, there are six of them, board your ship with him um, being the last figure, and they stand at attention parting so that he can advance to address yes. you formally. Toby is also joining with the urinating of Greg on the poop deck in just the sheer terror of this scene. The rest of you are in this dinghy, and as you take it around the side of the ship, you can see that there are all ter- kinds of terrible cancers and lesions and bits and blobs of flesh, as if human flesh itself were barnacles on a, this ship. At some points, you can see that planks themselves are just replaced with entire people fused together, and they are crashing and moaning and writhing as if they are themselves zombies trying to get to your brains. But there are definitely points that you could climb up this and get into the ship. What are you in the dinghy wanting to do? Uh, we're going to have to climb the gross wall, aren't we? We're going to have to grope the gross, gross wall. Yeah. yeah. Just watch yourselves. These These guys, they have sex with dead people. Round upon? Who were you Never talking so, to Bo, uh, about? Um, the, let's not make this awkward. Not anymore than necromancers. The necromancers. Right. Anyhow, we need to get up there. I'm not calling attention to myself. So this ship itself, if you look at the size, would basically be... If it was a normal, not ship made of partially dead people, would be the size of your man of war. So you know that if you were to climb the side of this ship, that there could be anywhere from a standard 50 to 150 crew on board. And there, and as a reminder, there are about six my- of them on board much. <laughs> Whose plan was this? This is horrible. <laughs> hmm. It's going to get worse if what I think is happening is happening. 
It was what's his name's plan. Yeah, it, it was Toby's plan. <laughs> That's why you stayed on the boat. What an ass. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so yeah. Um. Uh, I will or burnout will climb up, and uh, while the whole time let's be like, hey, hey girl, uh, nice to see you again. Uh, it's been a little while. Just you know, just don't mind me here to read the meter. Uh, you know, just as he climbs up, just trying to make small talk with the fleshy bits that is a boat. A plank bites you. Oh. That's something you've never experienced before. First time for everything. It's probably because you didn't grab a barnacle. Well, yeah. All right, so... Way roll for climb, or I'm if I could just have you do an agility since you're wearing a suit of conquistador armor, trying to climb up fleshy protuberances and nodules. Okay, um, so a four, I imagine I fall back into the diggy. No, oh, you're climbing. Your hand goes into a mouth of a plank, and it just holds you like a lamprey. You've just stuck your hand inside of a lamprey, and it is just clenched onto you. There are little eyes that roll out, which you think were knots in the wood, but are eyes. And they seem to be staring at you, one of them very judgmentally, and the other one seems to be smirking. If a eye in a plank made of human flesh could smirk. But you're stuck fast. Dangling. Oh, that looks painful. Oh, I've had worse. About how far up is he from the dinghy? Like, how far up did he get onto the. Not very far. He probably got two cancers up and then got his arms stuck. And you can hear the teeth of the plank beginning to slowly. Uh, grind away at the his arm and the conquistador armor like it's a can opener. Uh, slowly trying to open. Can I take up. my uh, harpoon and stab said plank to see if it'll let go of uh, this guy? That I'm not going to learn his name either. Sure, you could take a stab. Take a stab. Do I need to roll an attack or just give a poke? Yes, uh, because he's moving, the plant's moving, the ship's swaying. I'm going to have you make your strength check. Okay. Uh, it's a 12 on the die, plus 2, 14. All right, you're able to pray the mouth open and drop burnout back down. Hornswoggle uh, is still at the oars and just kind of looks and shakes his head disapprovingly of the whole scene. Spike, are you wanting to do any actions? Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try my luck on climbing. I took that ash. I have some brain damage now. I've learned nothing. You've expanded your mind. That sounds part of the course. And it is an 11. All right. So as you are climbing this up, you can get to the top of the deck 
and look over onto it. However, the ship is biting you the entire time that you are climbing. So you take one point of damage as you get little nibbles taken out of bits and pieces out of you. Um, but you can look up and see everything that is on the deck. There are at least... 88 zombies of various sizes and in different suits of armor, clothing, nationalities, and other things on the deck. All of them are just staring, not paying attention to you climbing up the side of the, the ship, but at the sloop itself. You can see that there is a potent figure swollen with necromantic energy that is walking between two rows of zombies towards fastness. So, um, yeah, we, we've, we've got a, I, I think that the technical term is a fuckload of zombies up here. Um, but they don't seem to be really, I'm trying to communicate this to the guys down there. They're not really watching us. So, mm -hmm. Just come up while we got some space. Okay. I'll shoot my shot and go up there and climb up. Make me your agility as well. Okay. I have no armor, so I have nothing hindering me there. You... Uh, it's an 11. Uh, I should be consistent. Spike, are you, are you, do you have armor? I do. Okay, then you also take one point of nibbling um, damage as you ascend as well. Okay. Hornswoggle just looks at you and he goes, You guys are fucking idiots. I'm going to keep the ship here, so when you get your asses handed, I can get us away. I mean, that seems fair. Yeah, that's a smart move. Yeah. No, no arguments here. All right, make a second check, horn swoggle, or um, excuse me, uh, burnout, and then we'll see how this, all this plays out. It was better than the last one. Beautiful. Okay, you take two points of nibbling damage because they have your sense now. Fastness, you're seeing this figure advance towards you. The skin is both putrid, but yet petrified and preserved. The figures are both very human and inhuman at the same time. And this thing is radiating lots of power. At the same time, being with your connection to the other world, you also feel that this figure's power is a little bit diminished. It's not- I'm ready nearly as strong you as said what he was you would dressed think. as a uh, admiral right. yes <clears throat> welcome aboard admiral i offer him a very slight bow would it be amiss for me to think that perhaps something has been taken of yours something taken by the spanish I offer him my most winningness grin. I love it. I just want you to roll me a presence check because I just want to see how charmingly you are executing this. Uh, I rolled a 17 plus 2 for 19. Well, uh, 
That is very good, and that is going to definitely buy it the reaction roll. And okay. The Admiral looks at you, and you see that the baleful glow turns the pinpoints for just a little bit, like it is considering you, and then it nods. It unhinges its mouth to speak, and its jaw moves, but its voice is out of sync with its movements, as if the voice is coming from out of time and space. It's like the wind that rolls through the churchyard at midnight, brushing against too many graveyard uh, headstones. It is the sounds of corpses bursting in charnel pits. It is the sound of bones being ground to dust. And it says, yes, you understand. We may not be allies of a normal sense, but the enemy of an enemy is, well, I'm pretty sure that we can come I, to terms here. I you raise have... a finger, very sorry, Admiral. And then I raise my voice. Men! Come back! We're amongst friends. And I, good Admiral. Uselessly, my lord. Of course. It's okay. They would have joined my crew one way or another. I prefer them in their current state for the time being, my lord. So I think we would awkwardly shuffle through the crowd of zombies, just like, excuse me. That's yeah, me. Just kind of, that is the exact scene, yeah. like, oh, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Head drop just a little. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, I'm that still on the dinghy, so I'm not I'm not that embarrassed. <laughs> no, you Nothing you climbed up. You would have taken two points of damage oh, unless okay. you want to climb back down and go over with Hornswoggle. Uh yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna drop back down with Hornswoggle and just be like, all right, buddy, that, let's let's go. You and me back to the boat. It's we don't need to discuss this ever. I think there's a tooth stuck in my hand somewhere. Feel it under my skin. And he pulls another one out from like behind your ear, and he goes, "Don't think that I'm not going to forget this." The admiral continues and says, "You, you have felt it, the fraying of the threads, the." tapestry coming on part you know that this world is ending and it is beyond most of us from saving um the rest of you are able to join on the ship or the sloop along with uh fastness and the admiral are you Engaging at all, or are you watching this unfold since you've been kind of called out for your attempted uh, infiltration? Kind of just standing there watching it unfold. Kind of, uh... well, that didn't go according to plan. I'm acting like they're talking about somebody else. I am getting back onto the boat and be like, oh, well, wh when did this happen? Oh, oh, oh uh, I, I had no idea. Right, Hornswoggle? We've just been cleaning the dinghy. 
I, I don't know if he'd understand having uh, brainless minions to the Admiral. I think he understands. <laughs> Do you see one of the lights in his eye sockets blink out for a second? And you're pretty sure that was a wink. Mm -hmm. I, I, uh, I smile knowingly and nod. My lord, allow me to ask, and I don't mean to be impertinent. Are you trying to save the world? It's, it is beyond me, for sure. And I am... All of us, I speak for my entire crew when I say we would be delighted to rip... to assist you in ripping the Spanish apart and returning your dagger to your hands. You see... It's not that I'm trying to save the world, but the world is ripe to be exploited. That is what those of power do, and that is what I have done. I have set up before it was taken from me. You see, and he leans in, and you can hear his bones kind of cracking together and the sound of his flesh tugging like top ropes on a ship. That dagger that you have seen in use, the one that turns those who are stabbed and killed with it to ash, that is not a mere dagger, but that is my phylactery. I allow people to discover it, to steal it, to allow them to think that they are in control of it. But as they exploit it and create ash, what they do is they harvest souls for me that I can remain in power forever. And there was a balance. Shark water was the last to have it. I basically fed it to him. He didn't understand what it was at first, and he made his his stockpile of ash to make himself rich before he really understood. But he started to research it to figure out what it was, and he started to truly understand the cost, the price of ash. There was a mole that was in his uh, his party, reported him for heresy to the Inquisition, and that is when they brought their ships. The Inquisitor, the Lord Inquisitor himself, who saw my phylactery and figured it could be used to turn the tide if he could harness the power to reap souls, that he could become a god himself, that he could challenge the great old ones that, that sleep in the deep, that he could somehow rise up as a savior and save the world, but at a great cost. And that is where we are now, at the end of things, at the end of the tides. That will not do. I, again, I speak for all of us when I say that we have no love of the Inquisitors, nor their gods. We certainly don't have any love for them becoming 
godlike. Let's say godlike. They're not gods, no matter how much power they amass. No, this must be stopped. And as I said, um, returning the dagger to you, or returning it to someone who will continue to harvest souls for you, it matters not to me. But I will see that dagger out of their hands and preferably through their throat. That is wise. Because what he is doing is he is draining the souls that I have harvested. He is draining my strength. And when he attempts to ascend to godhood, well, if he succeeds, that sheer amount of power and hubris will be sufficient to rend and rip the world apart. And if he fails, he instead will release all of the great old ones, which will also end the world. It is a calamity in the making. So you must kill the Lord Inquisitor. He is hell-bent on making this happen, and the only thing that he needs to accelerate his plan is plan in sacrificing the whole Caribbean to make this ascension happen is me. I will serve as bait to lure him in while you kill the Inquisitor and I set things back to balance. I love it. Fascinated spreads his arms wide and, and cackles his bassaton and praise you, Admiral. We're going to kill the Inquisition. Any objections? Uh, Fascinated turns to the crew. No, um, he, he makes a compelling argument. I mean, yeah. Uh, Fastness, although this hasn't happened in game. Faxus is also the kind who is not above ripping the throats out of his own crew when they disagree, and y'all would know that. <laughs> or having having spike having spike rip out the necks of the crew that disagree with him really is more accurate. Toby has gone from urinating on himself to now defecating into his pantaloons out of all of this revelation. Oh my god, Toby. Yes. Pull yourself together, <laughs> man. My god. It's a poop deck. It's allowed. Yeah. It's not Admiral, that's not what you think it is. That's it's not, not what it us, means. No. Let's set the trap. Um not to put too fine of a point on it, but our ship doesn't move quite as fast as yours. Tell us where when, and we will be party to your ploy. I think that all of us can fit in this sloop. I will accompany you. Absolutely. My home is your home. Thank God. I'm finally playing a social character and being able to actually do good <laughs> as a social character. 
Um, the admiral looks at the sloop and he looks at the condition of the poop deck and of Craig and Toby. He looks at you and then points in their vagaral, like their general direction, and says, "Which the shitter?" Toby was about to say something when the admiral uh, clenches onto his scepter just says one syllable, just one morphine that seems to undo Toby. You watch him unfold like an orange being peeled, like a piece of meat being separated from the bone, and he similarly comes apart at the seams. His flesh seems to melt into the floorboards along with the pile of his excrement, and he melts into the boards. The back half of the ship begins to fuse with his flesh, and his bones just stand there in the midst of his flesh, while Greg looks at that happen and it looks like he's turning pale, as if he is either in the process of having a stroke or fainting, and he collapses face first oh, on the Greg, deck. Dear. Bones of Toby just uh, clatter into a Bastos pile. walks over to Greg and kind of grabs my hair, lifts his up, and looks over at Fluff Bucket. Just remember this next time you suggest stabbing me, friend. And I drop his head. Shall we? Now the Admiral says, now it feels more like home. Fantastic work, my lord. So the lot of you are now in very close quarters with the undead. Sloops are built for about a maximum of ten. The Admiral and his force is seven. Plus, a lot of you is very uncomfortable. So you are literally rubbing shoulders with something that is undead or one of your other gnarly crew. And I'm three people. The <laughs> that is true. This is even more packed and uncomfortable. But it, it kind of gives a feeling of... Um, Mm, camaraderie is a bad term. It gives a feeling, at least, of a common mission because the sooner that you either succeed or fail, the sooner you're going to be out of the situation and you will finally hear the back end of the ship stop muttering and complaining the entire time of being fused with the ship and constantly weeping blood and, you know, all those yeah. normal things now. Mm -hmm. The Admiral consults with fastness, and the ship itself, despite this being a sloop, moves five times faster than it possibly should. Again, as if the water itself offers no resistance, like it doesn't want to be a party to this situation and helps to get it away further faster. You begin to catch up with the blockade that uh, accumulation of ships between the Inquisition and the new virus royalty of Spain, where they bifurcate and you see the Inquisitorial ships beginning to move more southwards towards the dark Yucatan where their headquarters is, and you begin to move more on an intercept course. Either as kind of a uh, 
anything that your characters want to do in this situation as you are neck to neck with, um, well, the same type of undead that have brought a lot of um, damage and ruination to your party. It was just a misunderstanding. Um, so my plan and what I kind of communicate to the Admiral and the rest is... Uh, we need to get the Admiral in a place where he can be seen, but not shot. And then I will, and his undead should probably also be visible, uh, because the Inquisition will be expecting that. Uh, then us living dudes uh, will be somewhere that is that will have vantage on the captain, but be sort of hard to see from any other vantage. Uh, and I will cast my mute spell uh, so that they can't hear us as we begin our ambush. So, from your perspective, I'm hearing some great details and being capped with you want to make this an ambush rather than as a parlay. Uh, well, I think the the captain, the admiral will uh, place it as a parlay. And then we're going to kill the Inquisition uh, from ambush. It's is the, my thought. It's the same plan as before, but this time it will work. <laughs> well, this time they're not a fucking super magic necromancer. <laughs> this time it will work. That's yeah. Any other thoughts, objections, or plans from the rest of the crew? I'm using this time to bond with Greg. Mm. I'm <laughs> using it to bond with Toby, just stroking the ship. Going up to Greg and like, hey, Fred, I know that you've been through a lot of traumatic experiences, and I'm just glad that you're doing all right, and I know you've got a lot to deal with, and I just, why don't you know that you, you're, you matter, Greg. You matter to us and the crew. And we're never going to forget you or your name. Specifically, you, Greg. I already have a Greg tattoo. I have a matching I'm standing Greg. next to Greg. Shut up. Looking at both of these. <laughs> What's about to show Greg my tramp stamp? It's not Greg. It does not say Greg, but I don't show many people it. This is says, unbelievable. It says Greg. It's, it's, uh, it says Fluff Bucket, but it's a picture of Greg. <laughs> Craig just has a 10,000 and a half yards stare. He doesn't respond to either of you. He just hugs his knees and he catatonically just rocks back and forth. You're not even sure if he hears you through this. You just hear his teeth chatter and him just rock back and forth. Well, he pooped himself. This, this could have been him. Mm-hmm. That was well, Toby. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's if still, he, if he had himself him. instead of Toby, he'd be the ship now. It's funny how life works out. Yeah. But not funny, haha. More funny, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, were you about to say something there? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> Just completely I, I i have nothing to say to any of these people i just want to get this done and get back in my barrel and just float off into the sunset okay 
So as the as you are beginning to catch up with the Inquisition ship, you see that these are three also galleon man of war size ships. These are massive ships, and you are having right towards them just as much as the zombie ship had advanced towards you. They can see you for a long while, and they have better ordnance than you. Are you doing anything to pacify them or alert them as you're beginning to advance towards their firing range? We could put on a dress and act like we're we're here to seduce them. You're still on mute, Passos. Uh, we are. This is not Splatter League. Kevin is not going to pretend <laughs> to be a lot lizard. Um, no. Okay. Uh, let's fly the parlay flag to make them think that we are here for parlay. Um, hopefully that will get the Inquisitor all hot and bothered because he wants to get close enough to Shanky Shank our friend. Mm -hmm. And then surprise, surprise, we Shanky Shank. Does that sound good to the rest of you? I feel good about it. I put my dress back in my trunk and look disappointed. <laughs> you know, you can just wear a dress. Like we don't, we don't care. Bob's Tom is accepting of it. It's a special occasion dress. It's not just a thing that you wear any day. I I do apologize. As much as I hate you, those legs look great in that dress. By the way, anyway, continue staring off. Okay. As you begin to approach, you fly a white flag as if to signal and herald the, Inquis the Inquisition's fleet. There are three of these large ships, and you can see that they are fully weighted down. That when a ship carries such a weight and its holes are full of captives or cargo, that you can see that they sink just a few feet deeper into the water than they would if they were uh, at lighter capacity. The two ships that are flanking the central ship break away just a bit and they turn to reveal their broadsides while the other ship stays static. You see them drop and anchor and they also fly a signal of parlay. You know that this is a tense situation because if you do anything to show any type of real danger or hazard that both of these ships on the flank could tear you apart with their broadsides. As kind of this is it, so you have a couple of rounds before that you can get within boarding distance and get your actions off. I'm just kind of going to just round robin here, just any actions or preparations that you want to do uh, since all these will begin to play into uh, how I'm this going to unfolds. The Admiral, uh, do you have a spell work that will help us survive the retribution once we kill the Inquisitor? He looks at you and says, of course. 
That's how I've gotten so far, haven't I? He also does that winking thing again, and he grips his scepter. Fantastic. And nothing to worry about. As soon as he comes on board and thinks he has a quick shot at you, we take him out, keeping you whole, of course. And then we, uh, I suppose, make our escape, although... I can't. Th- John can't think of any way to destroy their destroy the entire Inquisition. No. Uh, but, but yeah, that's the plan. Spike, any actions you're wanting to do as you are on this fateful interception? I'm I'm cocked and loaded over here. You know, I've got two guns ready to go. <laughs> Started blasting. <laughs> Started blasting. Um, how much gunpowder does our boat have? Do you have the one cask that Spike had gotten along with all the diff- the large amount of munitions and that wheel of cheese? So it's a powder keg's worth. So cheese is combustible. Noted. Um, <laughs> Some of it is. <laughs> all right. So they should have more gunpowder than we have. Uh, we're Max. wearing Spanish ar- armor. At least two of us are. We could, in theory, get down below and rig it to blow up. Yes. To blow up the sloop? No, no, not our sloop. The Spanish ship. (laughs) I don't know. I'm I'm throwing out a definite no on blowing up our sloop. (laughs) I'm not saying no to anything. We're not pulling up our sloop yet. Okay. We'll pin that for later. <laughs> but now we one way or another, boys. <laughs> it's going out with a bang. I'm just uh, I thought we were brainstorming how to kill the Spanish and that might yeah, no, we are, we are. yeah, yeah. So like I don't look, here's the thing. I don't hate your idea. However, what you are suggesting is two of our best fighters leave before we ambush the Inquisitor with the powerful magic relic. And I don't, I'm not a big fan of that. Okay. All right. All right. That's fine. Well, can, can we send, uh, can we send the, the, the new guy to do it then? He's not a good fighter. He's, he's I don't Boop think deck. Toby is going to be good at anything right now. You hear uh, the planks groaning in response to that. Literally groaning. I don't know. I kind of think that uh, Greg might be our getaway if we end up uh, getting that dagger. Uh, old Admiral Necromancer guy turns him into a turbo booster and gets us out of here. Like a speedboat? Yes. Um, I'm probably just going to stand stoic next to uh, Fastness and the admiral trying to you know, like a like a bodyguard of oh, some sort. Fast, fast. The we the living are hiding. We're going oh, we to are ambush the inquisition oh. once they board. Yeah, that's um, our hope yeah. anyway. Okay, then fluff bucket. As you are standing resolutely, having been the people who have shown the, the person that's shown the most sucker to both Greg and Toby, you can hear Toby 
whimper a bit, like it reverb, like he reverberates through the floorboards of the ship, saying, "Please kill me." Uh, soon enough, friend. Soon enough. I'll just pat the side of the boat. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, Hornswoggle looks at all this, and uh, he just packs an extra wad of powder into his nice new rifle that he has uh, acquired from his last adventure. And he's like, all right, gents, one more last ride, huh? Um, so as you pull your ship up closer to this main Inquisition ship, they uh, put out a board and they flank both sides of it expectingly. You see that there is, in on both sides of the board, there are two figures in red robes, and behind it are two figures that are wearing conquistador plate armor, both bearing large halberds. They look down at you expectantly. All right, so they're not they're not coming on board is is what I'm picking up from what you're saying. Um, they want they want him to go on board. Well, this is a tiny ship, and you have approached a large ship. Very well. Um, Spike, burn out with me. All right. <clears throat> and uh, Fastness is going to <laughs> pop himself out and uh, begin crossing the plank. What about Hornswoggle? Do you want him to remain on the sloop? Uh, I want Hornswoggle to have a sniper position. Mm. I believe he's a... Uh, a, a a swashbuckler with a with a musket, right? That's correct. Yeah, I want him to be. I want him to be sniper. Keep in mind that any act of aggression, when you have two or three fully armed ships bristling with soldiers and armaments pointed towards your direction, could be a sign of hostility. What about this? <laughs> That is a sign of hostility. Is. She is. Um, I love the snarks. Yeah. She is. She is going to be providing the the Toby's soundtrack for the rest of the night. <laughs> love um, it. That that is the best use of beans. Yeah. Um, no, I want Hornswoggle to stay on ship. Um, not like. Ready, ready to fire on my mark, but not, not a like showing as much a uh, defensive posturing as they are. Like I'm sure they're not just like come on board, friends. They you know got their weapons. They're like ah, and so we're standoffing with them. All right, I think that should be fine. I think that would be acceptable under terms of parlay. <laughs> 
the Admiral will follow behind you, Fastness, with a set of manacles that he has acquired from Hornswoggle, making it seem like he is a captive. Spike and well, what are the other three of you doing? So, are you joining or are you staying behind? I guess join because I can't think of a better course of action. Kind yeah. of fire wildly into the crowd. Oh no. <laughs> Okay. Um, Bye. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to put a pin in that since I want to know what Fluff Bucket is going to do, and then we'll resolve from there. Uh, not to be uh, left behind. Uh, I'm going to be following uh, Burnout and everyone onto the. The procession onto the ship. Okay. And Spike, your immediate targets being you know, a sloop is not a very large ship. This Morph Galleon is higher above you, and the people presenting themselves are again these two priest like figures in red robes, and behind them, the uh, men in conquistador armors with the halberds. Are you aiming towards a particular figure or are you just firing wildly into the air keep them on their toes remember i i had a bad ash trip right before this well okay it's good while it lasted boys all right and that's a 17. all right but you've also rolled to attack so i feel like are you specifically targeting or you really wildly. are just yeah it's the various in the direction no, of a person. So I'm trying to, to figure this well very well. Entirely. This is a warning shot. I don't want to hit anyone. So this is New Year's Eve. You've had a couple yeah, of drinks. Just, you're you're just like, <laughs> yeah, parlay. Yeah, the, <laughs> reminding them we're pirates. Okay. I need you to roll me. Agility three times. Spike. All right, it's a 10, a 4, and a 13. 10, a 4, and no a 13. Okay. So there is a shot that echoes out from the ship on the left that just seems to just make a big puff of powder as if they're firing wildly in the air as well. And then you were hit twice in the chest by the other snipers that have been taking aim at you in response to just firing wildly on the Inquisition ship holding the Lord High Inquisitor. Um, so, and you are not oh, currently armor. wearing armor, right? So you have no soak? Oh, you do. You, oh, okay. you still have your uh, Conquistador armor? Okay. Um, so you are hit twice. Pull up here. Let me verify this. Uh, go ahead and roll your soak twice. and see the first time. I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> my fatal flaw oh, is that i'm very impulsive that's fair 
All right. Then I have, of course, faithfully. Ah, it's very far away. Um, dropped my die, and I am trying to very casually get it from underneath my desk and not interrupt things. All right, there we go. Ah. Uh, so the first volley hits you for seven points of damage. How much of that did you soak? All right, so that's three points, and then the other one is. And it was again a four. All right, uh, so you've taken nine points of damage, and you're not, you can't really hear it from here from the distance, but you're pretty sure you're hearing the sounds of uh, muskets being reloaded. You hear the sound of like, you can at least see in the distance people using ramrods. The honor guard does not seem to react. The men holding the halberds don't flinch at all. They are extremely well-trained, but you do notice fastness that their hands clench their halberds I, even I tighter. Mean, I lean back uh, to that role. Can you bring her back as something other than mindless, or are we kind of screwed there? <laughs> I think you can only work with the mind that's there. Yeah, you can. The sepulchral winds of his voice to say you're screwed. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, hey, Bridget, how many hit points do you have left? Uh, negative one. I'm dead. Um, okay. Uh, what? Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, didn't you level up? I did. Your extra... I was only uh, up to I nine. gesture. I gesture for burnout to just shove the dying body off the plank and into the water. I also took I took damage coming up the boat. The boat. I. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. You could have rolled. You should have. Okay. Um, no, no I'm coming back as undead. <laughs> yeah, you're going to. Uh, admirals have a lot of great abilities, and um, oh yeah, restoring undead is one of them. Okay. But I, I but did, I did not. I do that as a show of like, so what? You kill all my people. That doesn't stop me at all. <clears throat> she was an ash addict. I say to the inquisitors. <laughs> all right, hard to control. I apologize. So you get on deck with your captive in tow, and you see that there is a full like, honor guard. There was a little bit of a. Um, immediate guard at the top of the plank, but you see the Lord Inquisitor. The figure himself is tall and hulking and seems to be radiating power. You can see at the side of his hip is the dagger in a sheath. He is wearing a large robe that encloaks his whole figure, on top of which he is wearing a full set of conquistador armor. In his left hand, he is holding a standard of the Inquisition. And in his right hand, he is holding a large scroll of approximation that is a proclamation that is unfurled and billowing in the breeze. You can't see his view behind the guard of his mask, but you can feel his uh, glower boring into you. As if, how dare you, but also um, a feeling of mm, something, something palpable just reading off of him, as if he is very excited about what you are bringing him. You know, generally speaking, I'm not the 
biggest fan of the Spanish. I served in Her Majesty's Navy for a time. But I have to admit, I respect power, and you have quite a bit of that, don't you, my lord? He, um, unless any of you interrupt, uh, the figure, the Lord Inquisitor, stands his ground, and you hear a resonance, loud word that just echoes from his helmet. Heretics. You of an arch-traitor in your mists and bring him aboard my ship. My, uh, by decree, I could have all of you hanged and quartered. And he rolls up the scroll. What are you doing here? It looks like we are delivering exactly what you want right to you, my lord. I, I kind of gesture to the manacles on the Admiral. But if you wish, I will absolutely take this terrible heretic from your sight and we will leave you be and wish you well. You, fe you feel energy raiding off of him, bristling against you, and says, No, it may stay. Speak your terms. You've taken quite a few of our fellows from... Where did they take them from? Dead Islands? Tortuga. Tortuga? Mm -hmm. You've taken quite a few of our fellows from Tortuga. Now, I understand that there's a bit of a scuffle, a bit of a war. I have a letter of Mark, for instance, but that doesn't help you, it doesn't help me. I would think that having immunity from Spanish retribution would be very attractive to me personally. Though I can think of something else that would be equally as attractive. I leer at the dagger. Knowing full well that he's not going to give it to me. <laughs> he's not giving it to me in a way that I would like. The Inquisitor cocks his helmet a bit and looks at the lot of you. And then looks back at you, Fastness, and says, I am a man of my word. If you have come here to deliver this captive, then I will grant you clemency. The question is, how do you know this figure? And why do you know I have sought him? How do I know you are not colluding with this arch heretic. <clears throat> My lord. <laughs> Fastness, like, leans back, just belly jiggling as he laughs. 
My lord, you are, you are mighty and powerful and nerded in all things great men must be. But make nice with one of the undead? <laughs> how? How would one even begin? The admiral leans over and takes a giant chunk out of your shoulder as a bite. Um, I, I shout. Um, I should. I take some damage. I shout. Okay. Cool. Um, how much damage do I take? Two points of damage. I take two points of damage. I shout, and I whip my head back to headbutt him. Do either of you fluff bucket or burnout as react you take to the fight out of Fastness' shoulder? Uh, I'm gonna take my harpoon and like hold it to his head, but like, like if it if he were to take another move, just to, I would skewer him through. Yeah. How? Quick question: How close are we to the edge of the ship? You had just boarded, so you are a movement action away from diving off to the side. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, and Spike, you have felt your soul being pulled down toward J.B. Jones' locker to the bottom in the abyss, and yet you feel that something is tugging at you both pulling you down towards the bottom of the abyss and also back up towards the ship. You can feel yourself being torn back and forth. I mean, I, I'm going to go back. I, I'm, I'm going to re-enter my body and uh, live my life as an undead spike instead. I really want to try something, but I'm afraid You're going that's to... going to fail and end things pretty right. quickly. But I really want to try something. But that is the beauty of playing by Friends, the dice. Uh, you saw that that's what Spike did. Fastness weighs a lot. He has a lot of mass behind him. Mass equals momentum. My Inquisitor friend is wearing full plate mail, essentially. Which is really hard to swim in. Fastness growls, fuck all this. I'm the Grand Heretic, and I'm going to tackle the Inquisitor and try to push both of us overboard. All right. As a quick point of clarification, we're going to make this happen. The Inquisitor is flanked by people on both sides, and he's a little bit more towards the center of the ship. But if you catapult yourself just enough... Um, and make a couple of checks that could definitely happen. The I'm first thing, I, it, dude. The first oh, thing I just before what? I do that, I'm okay. going to reroll my devil's luck. Thank you. That's going to be crucial. <laughs> just, just. Uh, it's a D4, right? Uh, for your class, uh, your level, I believe it's probably a D2. Stand by. You are. Oh no, you are D4. Oh damn. Okay. Come on, come on, come on. Three. I have three. Yeah, three devil's okay. luck to make this work, my friends. 
First thing that's most important is that the whole crew has been on edge and armed. I need you to roll initiative. So that's D6. Four through six, you and your party get to go first. That's a five, my friend. Ooh. All right. I'm really excited. This is a dumb plan, and I'm super hopeful. <laughs> this is could be a dramatically different change of things, and I am curious to see if the dice will work. So you see, a lot of you see Fastinus, you know, spouting blood from his shoulder, just <laughs> barrel forward faster than you've ever seen this tub of lard move in his life. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's graceful and intimidating and terrifying at the same time, because he is both moving quickly and so terribly slowly at the same time. I need you to roll me a... Ooh. Make me an agility check. That's a 15. All That's right. with my my. Uh, so I'm going to say this is going to be a two round action, if you are permitting it, that you have closed the distance um, between you getting off the plank. You're running at a bias towards him, towards the center of the ship, so you can take him over mm -hmm. on the opposite side. So you have basically gotten right up to him and started tackling him. But you're also exposing yourself to the honor guard that's to protect him and then to carry him over yeah. to the other side. So we will open up the top of initiative, uh, which is going to be um, actually it's going to be the admiral first. Um, and then I'll just kind of call him out by my field of vision. Uh, so the admiral takes this moment, you hear him chew two or three times loudly, your, the goblet of flesh is ripped from you, and then also utters two very dark, strange sounds, and you feel yourself pulled back into your flesh, although it's significantly cooler, Spike, and you wheeze and realize that you have two perforations and uh, you're kind of gurgling through one hole and wheezing out the other. Um, the, as, in addition to that, the Admiral, and don't worry, Fluffbucket, they didn't ask his name either. Well, now I forgot. Um, turns and looks at one of the six honor guard flanking the Inquisitor, and you hear the sound of, like, when you light a chimney, there's that whoomp sound, and you see a spectral bridge form between the Admiral and this figure. And you see that that person's skin begins to age six times over and it becomes so old and brittle that it begins to bleed their hair turns white they're still standing but they look like a shriveled raisin of the man that they were spike you're going to be next initiative for me followed by fluff bucket and then burnout in the rear so can i ask a point um I'm, do I saw my weapons? Yeah. Yeah, it's just on the ground next to you, unloaded, but uh, or at least the, the one you just fired. 
right. There we go. So um, who's closest to me, enemy-wise? You are on the sloop at the base of the uh, the boarding board. At the top of the board, there are uh, two figures on both sides, one in robe, one in uh, the armor on both sides. And then at the center of the ship, at attention, is the Inquisitor at the center being barreled by Fastness with three more armed figures on both sides. They look to be much more armed, almost like knights, um, to protect their uh, lord. But you... You can't really see that from your view because you're, uh, pardon me, I should, you know, right. you're on the sloop still at the base of the. I, I was just going to say that um, yeah. I, I think I'm going to fire at Roby. All right. Robe on the left, robe on the, robe left. On the right. All right. Go ahead and make yeah, so your that attack a, roll. It was a five. Um, not great. Uh, so. You did you roll your devil's no, luck? No, I will today? do that now. Thank you for the reminder. Hey, that's a 19. Well, that is yes. much better. So, roll me your damage. That's a great hit. Okay, so you point at this figure, no robes, and the ability, uh, the power of that shot rips through. Uh, his face like splintering his chin and then blowing out the back of his skull, which splatters the conquistador's armor in a shower of gore and bone ships. Uh, he slumps face forward into the water and begins to sink under the weight of his robes. Fluff bucket. Um, you're seeing this scene unfold in slow motion that as fast as bearing forward, all of the Inquisition's guards, this inquisitorial guard, are beginning to move, drawing weapons to attack fast. I would like to take my harpooning, uh, my whaling harpoon and hurl it at the one one of the ones closest to the Inquisitor to uh Make sure try to pick them off uh, so fastness can get in there and wreak havoc. Make your attack roll. All right. Uh, that's a sixteen plus number. So yeah, that strikes. Are are you wanting to attack the one that was partly shriveled or one of the completely fresh ones? I'm gonna okay. go with freshy. And that's a D8 damage. Uh, that's an eight. An eight. So you take your harpoon and you chunk it right through his conquistador armor. You can tell that it's absorbed part of the blow, but the man screams, so you know that you've done some significant damage. You can see blood running from the under part of the suit of armor running down his legs. Beautiful. Burnout. Uh, yes. Willie is um, shouting loudly as all of this is beginning to unfold. What do you do? All right. How far along is Fastus and the Spanish Admiral to getting off? I know that that the he who shall not be named is taking care of the other Spanish people flanking it. <laughs> Basically, what's happening is that 
in slow motion, Patinus is tackling the Inquisitor. I guess so. My, the top of this next round, if he's hmm? my my more important question: Do I have time to go up and try to both assist Fastinus in his mission and get the dagger from the Spanish guy with Steamboat Willie monkeying over there as he is monkey to get the dagger and get it away. Or so basically Fastinus is did I miss already move and is connecting. That's where I was asking. Well, okay, so it is too far has... away. Yeah, so he's connecting and still moving, so you would need to catch up Portis and Hare. You wouldn't be able to, to reach that in that the distance is everything's happening in media res. Cool. That was okay. Sorry well, that took uh, wait. I mean that took too long. You want, I apologize. If you, if you want if you want to attempt, it's just going to be a very difficult action. I, I see um, a hand in the rear. May I make a suggestion? Um burnout, throw Steamboat Willie and give him his full movement much closer to get like, like Shield throwing Wolverine. Colossus normally from uh she hulk does it too she compliments wolverine's butt when she does it oh well yeah that's nice to know i'm for nice that nice yeah all right i like john's plan i'm gonna go with that since i am too far away fantastic i'm gonna roll to throw steamboat willie after i'm like all right little buddy now's your time to shine my best little man who's my little guy give him a little tickle <laughs> If he takes another bite out of your already shredded earlobe, I thought that he was off the ash. Yes, he, he just likes the taste of flesh now. <laughs> All right, there's a good tasty meal, but you gotta bring back the dagger. What are you? You are bad lighting. Okay, that is a 15 plus. What am I adding? Uh, agility? Agility. Then that is a 17. Very nice. All right. So you shot put Steamboat Willie towards the Inquisitor that is being steamrolled by Fastinus. Roll me a agility, be a flat D20 for Steamboat Willie to see if he's able to scrabble for the dagger while being chucked while all these parties are in movement. I rolled a 13. Can okay. I take one of my devil's lucks and, and make it like add the four? Do I need the four? That is up to you. You need to do that before uh, I tell you the outcome of the action. All right. So 13 mm -hmm. sounds like my, I, I'm going to just do that. I'm going to burn my devil's luck now. And, uh, yeah, I'll have my one left because some of us rolled before we started. Okay. All right. So as this scene is unfolding, Fastinus is just shouldered and connected with the Lord Inquisitor. At the same time, there's a monkey being... These are words I never would have thought <laughs> I'd ever would have said in my adult life. Monkey that has been shot-putted, closing the gap... Bending a little bit of the skein of little thicker clabs on the hole, clinging to the side of the Inquisitor and drawing 
the phylactery dagger out of its hilt. Time resumes, and you see the five and a half inquisitorial guard closed in on Fastinus. All right, Fastinus, uh, I need you to roll me five agility checks and one at advantage. Uh, you are on mute, Fastinus. First roll is a 19. Ooh. Oh, okay. Um, see, that's an 8. 16. 18. Is that 4? Mm -hmm. no, that, that's 4, so you have 2 more. 19. Oh my god, are you serious? serious? And 16. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Well, you said I get to make one. You said I get to make one at advantage. That's correct. So I'm going to reroll that eight. Ah, I moved it when I picked it up. All right, that's a nine. So okay. one. That's still so, better. You have been a faithful. Uh, a servant of Basaton, and so as you were seeing each of these soldiers launch their attacks out, you move out of the way of all of them as you're barreling forward with the Inquisitor. One attack does catch you in the ribs, a halberd slashes through and thunks into your side for seven points of damage. You have soak I with do. that. I do. I have, um... I have leather armor. Okay. Cool. That's a uh, two point, so five points total. Ooh. Okay. As you have gripped the Inquisitor, he drops his standard, and instead of trying to flail at his sword, he instead wraps his arms around you. And you hear a very strange sing-song voice that begins to reverberate with inside his helmet. It sounds as if there are six to eight different monks of different pitches and tones and even tongues beginning to enchant something. And you feel your skin, all the hair on your uh, body begins to stick straight up. Even though you're moving... And I need you to test me, spirit, dr oh, okay. Um, I just kissed my d20. There's my d20. I'm going to use devil's luck. All right. 12. All right. You, for a brief second, see all of your armor coruscated in this strange white fire and a little like a like a, a torrent of little baby crabs just rush out between your folds and snuff all of the holy fire that is spreading across your armor uh, all right so top of the initiative roll me a strength check to get to the as you're pushing against the inquisitor 
carry him over the other end I of the ship. I wish the kitten was ship. pointed down at my dice tower so you could see what I'm rolling. That's either a 1 or a 20. A 20. Which one is it? <laughs> I really would just like take the camera so you can see this bullshit. All right. Um, okay. So, in one fluid movement, kicking off the halberd, biting your ribs, you, you run off the side of the ship, fully embracing the Lord Inquisitor in his plate armor, which, as you crash into the water, you hear him... And it's really strange. You expect him to be cursing some bloody oath as you're about to drown this man in his own armor. But instead, he sounds sad. And he prays um, for you. I, uh, if you allow, in these seconds that were like, is he like, oh, sure. may God have mercy on your soul. I, uh, I grip his helmet and say, Basatan knows no mercy. And just both into the icy water. So they run off the side. Like, you see this whole thing unfold, and also the fact that uh, Steamboat Willie is holding the phylactery of a lich and is just radiating with unholy power all yeah! of a sudden. The fact that the Inquisitor has released their holy control over this I this sword or this uh, dagger that the Inquisitor has been reaping countless souls to accumulate powers into a god hole. It is put squarely oh, in the hands monkey. of a monkey that has been enjoying the taste of human I flesh. Am, uh, What's your I, I think I'm gonna claim not my sloop, not my monkey on this one and <laughs> 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 Go about my business reloading my gun. <laughs> All right. I uh, used watching Steamboat Willie twitch yep, with just... elf powers beyond his ability to control. Uh, fluff bucket. Uh, seeing old Steamboat Willie just radiating with all this eldritch energy, I'm like, oh, we're going to have to deal with that in a bit. And I'm going to dig the harpooning. Uh, the, the whaling harpoon further into this guy and just try to mix his uh, innards like uh, like I'm turning All right, butter. Turn that butter. Do you mind? Clabber. Uh, that's uh You 13. are beginning to stir things that should not be stirred with a sharp metal rod. Give me some of that damage. Uh, that's a six on the die. You... Um, but... No, I'll keep it. I was going to max damage. You feel something burst and pop like a grape that's been out in the sun far too long, and the man collapses with a whimper and gurgle. Perfect. I'll pull the harpoon out and prep for whatever the hell is going to happen. So, burnout. Your turn. Yes, I'm such a proud monkey dad right now. Um, yeah. Uh, good job, Willie. Proud of you. Call me a boy. And then I would pull up my 
sword and uh, any Spaniard that's coming towards me, I would be ready to attack if they are. If they're not, then I'm just going to wait for my monkey to come my way. Steamboat Willie is levitating. He's floating off of the hole and he is radiating tendrils of gray black energy. His eyes are just endless abyssal pools and everything just seems to slow down just a bit as he begins to gibber madly. Instead of going to you as your command, he is floating, paws off the deck in the direction of the Admiral. The Admiral has his arms out. You will not betray me. I raised you when, she, when I found you in that little basket. I, You would have died without me, you little monkey. Come here now. Be a good boy. Or I won't give you any more bits of bacon. You see that Steamboat Willie doesn't turn an eye in your direction. Abandoned by my child. I've been abandoned by my child. It's not gonna cry. The Admiral. No. Not at all. Go ahead. The Admiral uh pulls open his coat and motes and wisps of black dust begin to pour out first like a trickle and then large amounts of it as if it is a heap of silt that has been kicked by a hurricane you see that the uh black powder engulfs into black flame and it pull up here that is the four okay the accompanying honor guard that was at the center of the ship engulfs in black flames. So we're going to play this out, kind of wrapping up the end of this episode in the campaign in a series of montages as we see the ship is beginning to burn with black flame spreading all of across of it, going to the sails, running down below with a mind of its own. We transition over to the depths of the sea where you are seeing the Lord Inquisitor plummeting like a stone and laden down a bit is also fastness. Fastness, you have a large amount of weight that is also going to, it's going to help you be buoyant and pull you to the surface. Do you pull yourself down with the Lord Inquisitor to make sure he's met his fate or do you allow yourself to float back to the surface? What are your closing actions? You are on mute, Vastinus. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I I kind of float there for a second and take pull off the, the severed head of Lobones to kind of make eye contact with the crab. I look down. Is the Inquisitor just sinking or is he flailing? Um, he is oddly resolute, but you hear prayer. Just echoing. Now, I'm going to swim down 
and silence everything. <laughs> you know that that only follows you. So are you going down with him? I I request that if uh, if Basilitan, uh finds me worthy, that he return me to the surface as a terrible crab mutant. <laughs> you can request nothing of Basilitan. He gives what he wants. That's, that's true. Uh, oh, that is absolutely true. But that is, I am making sure this motherfucker is dead. Crab men. All right, Spike. So you are still inhabiting your body, and you feel it actively rotting by the second. Is that a good feeling or a bad feeling? Oh, great. Um, I'm. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to to fire my gun off one last time and follow my my comrade down into the waves. Uh, you can see as before you dive over the end of the side of the ship that from the horizon you can see that zombie ship beginning to close in as if to engage these other ships in combat. So are you diving in to avoid attacks from the other ships or are you diving in that you I'm, are also I, just swimming down to where Bob is? We're returning to the way of the crab. Hell yeah. Hell yes. Okay. All must become crab. Bluff Bucket, if anyone asked your name, you've seen this whole thing, this, the situation you've been drawn into that you never wanted to be a part of. What are your actions as the ship you're on is catching on black flame with eldritch power? There's a monkey god it, uh, reaching apotheosis. You, what, um, what are you doing? I'm going to ask a quick question. No. I'm just going to assume it's there. I'm going yeah. to grab what I can assume is an empty barrel. And if it's not, I'm going to empty it out. I'm going to take said barrel, put, throw it over the side of the ship, jump into the water, climb into said barrel, and hopefully float to another ship that is not so batshit. Are you still loyal to your mission? Or at this point, have you uh, forsaken everything? I have forsaken everything. I'm just going to float off and possibly find some sort of solace in the fact that I'm not around them and at least around people who don't bother to even. Like a my modest name. mouse, you float on. I'll fight you. <laughs> Burnout. Uh, your <laughs> monkey has abandoned you. And yeah. everything around you is engulfing in flames. You've watched your compatriots jump over the side. Yeah. Um, so with tears in his eyes, he just make parting remarks to his monkey. He was like, always remember you, my little boy. I remember feeding you from a bottle. I remember your first banana. And how you ironically did not like bananas. And I I I can't anymore. Not now that you've joined someone else. I hope you're happy, my little man. And uh so Burnout just uh goes back to like makes his way back to the other ship and looks down at the barrels like goodbye fluff bucket. And then jumps across kicks the 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 thing the the board off his boat it's like all right guy let's go 
I'll never learn your name either. <laughs> Toby is just screaming the entire time you are piloting this ship. All right, okay. you see. That's fine. As this scene is beginning to, to close to an end, the two ships that were flanking the central one begin to fire upon the Inquisitor's main ship. The zombie ship is able to come in, able to have some pretty gnarly velocities against uh, the ship flanking on the right and extricate the Admiral, upon which, getting on his ship, he raises all of the people who have died on the ship that is on fire and sends them and the ship itself towards the other two ship ramming into them, spreading the fire, and then also the former crew that was on fire. Meanwhile, the two of you that are descending down into the waves, you can feel it gets dark. You're lit just by a little bit of lambent glow of glow bones as you're descending further and further into the abyss. You feel all of your bones begin to ache with the pressure of the water. The Inquisitor itself, um, you can't hear everything as you're engulfed in utter silence. You can, you know that everything you're doing is making a sound. This point, the Lord Inquisitor could be screaming and not praying, gushing by the flood of bubbles coming from his helmet. But as you are pulled down to the bottom of the sea before your eyes rupture you will behold the sight of an enormous black and gnarled nightmarish crab you see its pinchers moving clasping back and forth as your vision goes black and we will close things here praise Basaton. Praise Basaton. Mm-hmm. My monkey has Friends. become death, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> Friends, I thank you it. so much for joining us on this consensual journey we call The Price of Ash, an adventure written for this show by Ian Servas. We hope you have enjoyed it as much as we have. 